Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Deepa Bulakosla is the founder of the conscious beauty brand In The Wild that has a mission to showcase the art of Ayurvedistry, a blend of Ayurveda and chemistry. Trust me when I say it's a brand that is truly changing the industry. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to inspire and hopefully help each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce your guest for today, Deepa Bulakosla. With an empowering mission to celebrate the beauty of womanhood and South Asian culture, In The Wild is an exciting new brand that has just been launched by Deepa. And after sharing her skincare journey and struggles with acne with her loyal 1.5 million Instagram following and growing, Deepa knew something was missing in her beauty cabinet, and In The Wild was born. Inspired by teachings from her mother, an Ayurvedic doctor and dermatologist, Deepa understood the space in the market for something that was both innovative and built with the heart and soul of her heritage. It's something that really resonates with me and Fable and Maine because it truly is all about celebrating culture in the form of the world's oldest holistic science in today's beautyscape, Ayurveda. So Deepa, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, Akash, such a pleasure uh, to be here with you. And thank you for the very sweet introduction. Oh, well, it's such, I'm needless to say, most people probably know, but me and Deepa, we're, we're not just founder friends, but we're also personal friends. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on this podcast because I'm just so inspired by your journey. And it's, it's so funny because we could talk on and on and on. And every time we meet, I feel like it's always too short. We just want to keep talking about all things beauty and all things Ayurveda and all things Indian. Literally. And yeah, so it's so nice to finally be able to chat to a friend exactly. um, on this podcast. Well, so Deepa, the first question I ask everyone, and I'm going to ask the same to you, is who in a nutshell is Deepa? I think Deepa is a... A typical Indian girl in the one sense, but also a very like global and 
nomadic citizen on the other. Um, and I think the combination of those two kind of points are very much the person that I am today. Life has constantly been this like, you know, the first chapter of my life was very much like a pure, typical Indian girl. Like, as you'd imagine them, really stereotypical with like oil in my hair and those little ribbons going to like a regular Indian school. And then something happened and my life kind of shifted upside down when my parents put us in a British boarding school. And then I became this very global looking, very kind of, you know, traveling the world and seeing all that. So it's my life is this constant friction point between both these identities and I think yeah what what my life and ends up being is the best of both I think and I take the best from both and try to bring that into everything I do no definitely and and I love how you read on your on your Instagram or on articles I read you classify yourself as a global Indian I think that pretty much resonates that and I think mm -hmm. it's it's important for people to understand maybe do you want to explain a bit more why global Indian yeah I think because I, you know, am an Indian, but having said that, I have lived almost half my life abroad now, which makes me very global. But in my heart and soul, I'm still a pure Indian girl. And so that combination, I think, is very unique where you could drop me in a village in India and I would totally fit in and I could like speak like literally typical, like a typical Indian girl, like they wouldn't even know I'm not from there. But you could drop me at a fancy hotel in New York, I would blend in there too. Um, and I think that's what a global Indian means. Someone who can really fit in everywhere, but is really proud of our culture and our heritage and tries to like bring that culture in through everything I do. I mean, if you have a quick glimpse of my Instagram or like Google my name or even look at India Wild today, it is all, it, it's that celebration of being Indian, but having that global flair and that kind of modernity to it all. Um, and yeah, that is, that's, that's, I think what that means. And I'll even go a step further and say your actions as well. Like you are, when I think of someone who's brought the global community of Indians together, it's truly you, you know, like whether you started these hashtags that bring everyone together, or you do these, um, kind of viral campaigns or even your work with post for change, you have truly, I think, pioneered the togetherness and camaraderie that we've started to see recently. I would say the last few years, South Asians around the world have really started to like support each other, right? And I think you've been at the forefront of that, I will just say. So thank you, Akash. Thank you for that. That means a lot. <laughs> no, well, it means a lot that you've done it. So thank you. Um, and, you know, one thing before we go into the, the, the journey of creating Indie Wild, I do want to go a little bit into, you know, your experience uh, as you know, you are a legal intern, right? In the criminal court, you've had a lot of incredible experiences there with that kind of also lead you to post for change. Can you talk us a bit about your education in law? Yes. Um, so out of the ordinary, what, what not a beauty, <laughs> no one would not expect from a beauty founder. I actually studied law and international human rights law. And um, I worked at the International Criminal Court in The Hague um, as kind of my, you know, post-study internship or work, like my first kind of job. And then um, went on to London to do my master's. But after that point, I realized um, that to work as a lawyer and to work as a litigator, especially within the UK, um, would have been a very long journey. And as life would have it, 
around the same time, I stumbled on the world of Instagram and like this whole kind of social media. And, you know, my ultimate goal eventually was with the human rights law or with anything I did in life was to try to bring some form of justice, have something mission led, do something that you know, girls and other Indian girls could look up to me and look up to my work and be like, I want to do that in the future. I want to do something that stands for something more than myself. Um, and what I realized with social media was I could just get there faster. Um, I could build that mission, build something bigger than myself faster on social media than I could as being a lawyer who would then become a solicitor most probably and then work at a law firm and then before I'm 50, I would be half the name Amal Clunius. <laughs> and so it was just a really long journey that I realized I think I could I could achieve that um, faster by be, becoming one of the biggest, you know, South Asian social media influencers in the world. And that then became the goal um, to really start uh, and do that, to be that representation for South Asian women, be that kind of person who also, you know, to show the world that a social media influencer doesn't always have to be someone who just cares about clothes and just cares about makeup. Like you can be more than that. You can have depth and you can actually create change. Like literally, if we look at the movements that social media has created, whether it's the Black Lives Movement more recently or the ALS one or any movement that has happened is the power of social media, you know, and you can use that for change. Um, and believing in that, I think, and of course, I'm not going to lie, the world of being an influencer also looked incredible. It was from a little girl's view sitting in a, you know, a student, ho student hostel. It was like, oh, my God, you get to travel. You get to stay in those hotels. So it was a combination of like, oh, my God, you can really have that long lasting change. And oh, my God, it also looks really fun as a 19 year old to be able to do those things. Um, was the reason why I ended up doing this and uh, and it exploded and now here we are. It's, I mean, it's incredible. And especially that point of using social media as a vehicle to make you know the world a better place for change. And that's why I love what you've done with Post for Change. And I would love for you just to really quickly tell us about the Red Dot Challenge and also On My Mind, the hashtag and these movements you've created. Yeah. Um, so it was funny because Post for Change was initially something I just spoke to my husband and it was actually after a big brand trip. They took me on a trip somewhere to like Bermuda or something. Uh, and then I was speaking to the brand people at that trip and they were like, it's insane. The power of influencers, the power of social media. Uh, you know, we do all our sales and marketing purely from influencers. And then I realized, hey, why isn't there something like that for causes? Like if we can sell so many pieces of clothing and so many pieces of mascara, why can't we do the same for raising awareness for causes? Um, and there was no other kind of NGO or brand or anyone doing that. And so I came back home, told my husband, and he's like, actually, this is exactly what the UN agencies want. Like they want to promote themselves on social media. They want to get out there, but they just don't know how or like who to work with. And so we kind of joined forces and Oleg um, was a diplomat at the at the time with the foreign ministry working in Iraq, especially on women's rights and all of those uh, things. And so our first ever thing was actually in Iraq together. No one even knows this, but I flew into Iraq and did something with UN women in Baghdad. And that was like the very first kind of small post for change event before even the name existed. Um, and I think that was also 
proof of concept that it really worked. And uh, the power of social media was very powerful in a, in a country like Iraq, uh, because the women there who had social media could really post without male interference and directly reach out to their audience and raise awareness. So then with that little proof of concept, he sent an email to UNICEF because, of course, he knew them. Little did we know they would, within 24 hours, be like, can you fly to India? I think we want the whole team to meet you. And we were like, what? And so we kind of created this whole pitch, went to the UNICEF team in India. They had like 20 people waiting for us in the office, all ready to take notes. And we were like, okay, let's let's do this. And um, so we started. And our first ever campaign was a Red Dot Challenge. Um, to It was about uh, menstrual hygiene awareness um, and breaking the taboo of it in India. And it reached... 100 million people the first time it was crazy and then since then there's been no looking back and we've worked with unicef now for two years we worked with un women and also spotlight initiative which is a very cool initiative by the un uh and so yeah it's been going really great i mean this is the future of social media is just making it impact and thank you for doing that but also i love when you said yeah, this is just the beginning. This is there's so much more to come, and it's a journey and mm-hmm. reactive to what's going to happen in the world. It's always changing. Like the pandemic was something we didn't plan two, three years ago. It wasn't even a thing in our mind. And look, we had to completely react to this. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's really important. But I also think it's important, as you said, to um, you know be open. The fact that it's not yes, there's the good you can do, but it's also fun. Like social media is also a place for fun, enjoyment, meeting people. So get the best of both, and that's important. But I would love now to kind of talk about that kind of transition moment for you. I don't know, I hear stories of people saying it was during a dinner, they were in a lift, I don't know where you would have been, but where were you when you thought about the birth point of Indiwa? Like it might have not had the name yet or anything, but when did the idea came that you wanted to create a brand? Oh, this is going to sound really cliche, but (laughs) it was not so much uh, if in day wild is going to happen, but more a when, like if I, I, I literally say I was born into yep. having to create this one day because, um, my mom is an Ayurvedic doctor and dermatologist. And so I literally grew up with this all over the place. Um, fast forward to being a teenager and I had like a really bad bout of acne and my face was just covered. And then at that point, I remember, you know, really digging deep into skincare myself, learning about Ayurveda more, learning about dermatology, trying everything. And then finally, it was a combination of, you know, the scientific part, which is Roaccutane, combined with really completely changing my eating and healing, which is Ayurveda, that like got rid of it forever. Um, And so that moment was like, oh, okay. So the innovations in science combined with these ancient 5,000-year-old incredible you know, herbs together have this potent combination that worked for me as just like a normal consumer. Um, And then every time I would, of course, talk about skincare and hair care on my social media, it would just explode and people would love it. Every time I would do a video with my mom, it would go crazy. I mean, I think you can understand this part because we both have Ayurveda in our blood and in our family. Um, But uh, yeah, and I think so all of those things coming together at one point, when I realized I was ready to launch a brand, of course it was going to be in their world. And the exact moment of when I thought I was ready was um, two years ago, I received an email from like a random, you know, incubator saying, hey, we would love to do something with you. And at that moment, I was like, you know what? 
I think I'm ready to do it. I love like, that. thank you, Incubator, for sparking the idea. But like, this is it. Like, I have, I have achieved so much. Everything I wanted to as an influencer was ticked off. Like, I managed to do it all. And I'm like, I was looking for a new challenge. And I think that was a perfect moment where it's like everything came together where I knew enough. I had a built enough a network. You know, everything was like perfect that I'm like, okay, new challenge is making this long dream come to life of building a brand. Um, and then the entire journey of every crazy thing you can imagine started. Oh my, I love that. It was just that kind of, sometimes you need that, that kind of kickstart, you know, that kind of, that spark, spark and that's it. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. I love also yeah. how you were like, okay, let's do it this easy route. You're like, no, 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 I'm going to actually do it myself because you knew from mm-hmm. many years what you wanted to create. You know, it was, it was, it was incubating exactly. in your own, your own self, not in yeah. another incubator. Exactly. And I think what the beauty of doing it completely from like scratch in yourself is learn so much like and you are a much better founder for it like you can tell the story with that level of authenticity that a person who hasn't done that will not be able to because they would have just like you know said yes no and that's about it in the whole decision process well if you know it literally if you ask me the name of my warehouse to the supplier of where we get our glass bottles from to who are I don't know lawyer in the US is like I know everything. everything. Well, I know you know that because I know because we talk about that <laughs> offline and you know every detail and that's just not words that's facts and I love that. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's that showed like that's when yeah. you promote a product or you talk to your you know consumers about it. They know it's authentic. Like they know you've put in the extra mile into it. But also, you as a founder, you know, you you want to be so involved because there's a lot more. Obviously, there's more risk involved, but there's a lot more joy involved because it's it's your baby you are building. And that's why whenever we discuss offline, I love that you come to me with the questions and ask for, can I get, can you put me in touch with X? You don't say, can you put this person in my team in touch? It's so telling as a, as a founder how involved you are and where you want to take it. Now, of course, you know, anyone listening who wants to go down the incubator route, that, that's absolutely perfect. You have to first address what time set you know what times you have in your day to do what if you have a full-time job etc and what kind of person you are because some people are born as entrepreneurs some are not they need to have support they need to have a turnkey and that's fine but um but i think you know i I definitely feel like that authentic story shines a lot more when you at least try to do it yourself first um so i would love to know um before we go into ayurveda street because i want you to talk all about that but just the name in the wild can you tell us how it came yeah um so for the longest time we were really stuck on the name and in all our initial samples it says beauty by deepa and i was like it's never gonna be called that like do not even um and then i remember there was like a lot of names playing around and i always wanted the name to like mean multiple things at the same time had this like modern twist to it so it didn't sound too indian or too traditional um and so at one point i think we had like this brainstorming name session with the team and I put a few names down. Other people put a few names down and India Wild was actually a combination of two, like it came in two different names and we kind of combined them together. And then we, there was this video of us also like kind of ranking it. So I invited like a lot of my friends and then all my teammates invited their friends too. So it was like 40 people in a room and we were ranking the names a bit. And then there was this other name called, um, Sadatan or something, Sar- Saray, something with an S that actually won the voting round. 
And then I went to bed being like, like oh, I don't know if I feel that name anymore. And India World came, India World came number two, actually. And then this is where, I guess, um, it's about the universe more than a competition of picking a name. So I... I took the, I looked at the inner wall name and something in my gut said like that fits more. And so I wrote it in a piece of paper that night and I told Oleg, I'm like, I know the other name one, but I think I want to go for Indewal. He's like, okay, you know, just sleep on it and, and see what you think of in the morning. So I, I went a step further. I wrote it on a piece of paper, folded it, put it under my pillow, slept on it at night um, it. to give it like good vibes or whatever. And then woke up in the morning, opened the piece of paper and I was like, this is it. This is the name. This is the name. I love, and that's also a really important story because I think you have to rely on the team, and you know, obviously. But at the same time, as a founder, you have to sometimes veto decisions. I do that all the time, where I sometimes do a whole thing, and I'm, everyone's like this, and I'm like, my gut says yeah, otherwise. No, 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 yeah. it's still this. And then after they're like, actually, you were right, and it's you know, it's important to to sometimes um, look at, listen to your gut, yeah, and balance. It is that balance between like instinct and like backing everything up with data like instinct and data like having to do both i think is uh, indeed the job because if you always back up everything with data you're not going to create something that people don't expect like everything's going to be very expected and based on data and everything you know and that instinct is the one that's going to create something that is like well that's out of the box magical okay. yeah because especially if you're trying to pioneer something or disrupt an industry or change an industry you have to go a little bit more on instinct because then you're going to be the norm with data. You're going to be like, you go to like some, you know, creative agency and just like pay them a bunch and do it. That's what they do. They do data, they do trends. You as a founder, Deepa, you know, you're going to create something with your instinct. Um, so I love that. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, okay, talk us all up. Tell us about Ayurveda Street because this is something, even me, who pioneers Ayurveda in my brand, I'm like, when I heard about, when you told me Ayurveda Street, I was like, genius, genius. <laughs> no, but I think, um, like, it is that bringing together again of what I said of who I am as a person, that modern yes. Desi woman who is Indian, but who's also modern. Like, I want to marry who I want to marry. I believe in science. I am educated. I, I have all those aspects to me. And the friction point is, I also believe in culture. I am also spiritual. I also love my mom. I also love my grandma. I love my weddings. And sometimes the both seem to struggle, hence the friction point. And why make it struggle if you could combine them and make it all the more beautiful? You know, exactly 
where all of us are. Like you are an Indian born in the UK and you have that friction point too, where on the one hand you're like, wait, there's all this modernness that I believe in and I agree with, but there's also when I go home, that culture and warmth and and history that I love, you know, and it's the bringing together of both and kind of celebrating that um, is Ayurveda history. It is Ayurveda and like conscious, innovative chemistry together and um, kind of almost ups both of them an ante, you know, so it gives chemistry an edge because it's got these incredible superfoods that you get from nature. And it gives Ayurveda an edge because you can encapsulate turmeric and make it work 10 times faster for you. So it's like a, the best of both um, coming together. And Okay, so now tell us about the products because uh, you were so kind to send me products and I've been trying them obsessed. I, I, it's hard to even choose a favorite because they're both the two products that you've launched, the, the serum, um, mm-hmm. Honestly, the Bakuchio one, it's initially was my favorite. And now I'm just falling in love with the turmeric ashwagandha one. I don't know how you, how you created them, but genius again. Tell us all about what's inside and why you created these products initially. Yeah. Um, so I think the initial creation was a combination of hunch and focus groups and something me as a consumer needed. So one part of our brand that I'm really proud of is that we co-created with you know, our customers and with our followers. So it is really, really like that community people driven to its purest sense. Like right from the start, we've had 13 focus groups. Um, Like we have people coming in from the US. Like actually after our call, we have our first focus group for the next category coming out. So it's very exciting. And sometimes these focus groups take like two hours where I'm just sitting with my followers from the US, sitting with my followers from the UK, from India, asking them everything what are your pain points? What is lacking? What do you have? What do you not have? What is a price point you're comfortable with? What are you lacking in the beauty space in terms of branding? And they tell you everything. Like they're literally like, I want this. I don't have this. I, this really sucks. I struggle with this. And so having heard all of them together, the main thing that stood out was they all lacked. And also in combination with talking to dermatologists, you know, and dermatologists say that every person should use a form of a vitamin C, a form of a retinol slash a retinol alternative and SPF. Like those are your main skincare things that anything else you do above it is a bonus. Um, And so through the focus groups, what I kept hearing was people were confused. They were like, I use like these 13 serums and I think I use that and I think I use this, but I don't know. It made my skin break out and this and that. It didn't suit me. And so I'm like, why don't I finally create a white t-shirt and jeans for your skin? just your go-to that you you should just always have in your wardrobe, always use, um, and that has all your skincare needs in it. And so the AM became that very high percentage of vitamin C. It's got niacinamide. It's got hyaluronic acid. It's got turmeric, ashwagandha. Uh, it's got an anti-pollution veil, a blue light filter. You know, it's basically everything for your AM in one. And in the evening, actually it was initially with retinol, Um, but I got pregnant and then I couldn't use my own samples. And I realized actually, no, let's launch with Bakuchi, Bakuchual, which is an Ayurvedic retinol. Um, and that has been around for so long and then everyone can use it. So the first launch can be used by everyone and not just by, you know, um, like people who are not pregnant and not sensitive skins. Um, and so we did this incredible Bakuchual one, but what I really love in the Bakuchual serum is the saffron in it too. And that saffron, you will smell it when you use it. It's got this insanely luxurious saffron smell. And the saffron combined with the Bakuchual and the Amla have this 
insane glow giving potency that every night you sleep, your glow increases every morning. When you use a vitamin C, you get that instant glow. So like, this is a term our customers coined, but they call it the Inde wild glow now, but it's truly like the combination of these two products give you a glow. Like someone just put the light bulb on. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's why, uh, we gave our customers their t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> I love that. And I think also you thought really practical in terms of there's so much, I would say not saturate. Yeah. Saturation, but there's so much extra stuff we have in our beauty space and our beauty cabinets that we don't need all these products. So, you know, yes. launching a brand, you thought very consciously right. about if I'm going to launch something, what value does it add? to the industry, to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by thinking about the purpose and then putting it all into one, having the best of the best ingredients, I think, uh, but also showcasing what we grew up with. And this is like a, in a bottle, you've basically summarized what we had growing up from my grandma, you know? Um, and I love that, especially with Amla Bakuchio. This is, this is it. This is Ayurveda at its heart. Um, so I, I also want to talk about the thought process, and I love it, of why... Everything is no Photoshop, completely just, I mean, I know why, but it just would love to know why you decided to go down that route as a founder. Um, again, I think it's a personal principle. Like I used to be the opposite of that. And I've been very honest about it. Like when I first started my Instagram journey because of insecurities, because of mental health, whatever you want to call it, um, I would literally hide behind five filters and, you know, constantly be like so much makeup on lashes that are like, I didn't even look at myself. Sometimes when I look back at like photos and videos from when I started my career, I'm like, is that me or like a geisha? Like, why am I so white there? Um, But so it was like really that like living that and then coming to my own self, coming to love who I am. Like most days you meet me, I don't even put makeup on anymore. Like, don't mind me. I love makeup. I love a good glam. I love if I'm going to the red carpet and stuff to do it, but I am so confident without it. And also my skin is so good because I made it so good. My hair, everything is so good in its natural state um, that I don't want to hide it anymore. You know what I mean? And I think that's what I, as a personal brand have been telling my followers and telling people um, that look up to me. And so, of course, I, I could not, after having created Real Over Perfect and then have Inde World where everything is photoshopped and glossy and this and that. So I think it was just a no-brainer um, and everyone loved it. And, of course, if you're making a skincare brand, you want people to see real skin. You don't want them to see Photoshop skin because then your products don't work, you know. And so our promise to be always 100% Photoshop is so people see that authenticity and like realness of how good our products actually are. I think hopefully no Photoshop should be a thing that every brand should just, it should be eventually hopefully a legal requirement. Um, I think there's something in this space to do with that and some kind of accreditation. I read, I mean, there was an article ages ago about Instagram would automatically realize and then put like, this has been an auto, like a, a photo that's been, yeah, auto-tune or whatever, you know, it'd be more changed. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes yeah. the, the platforms are not quick enough. So we, as the users and the brands of the platform, we need to be the catalyst of change. So I love that. Um, and so now, you know, you kind of classify in the world as a beauty ecosystem. So skincare is obviously the first part of this journey. Um, can you tell us, if you can, about where it's going and what will be the universe of in the world in the next year or two? 
So already in the next segment, we're launching hair. Um, and that's very exciting because hair is something very close to my heart. Um, and it's something that, you know, my family, like the secrets run deep. Um, my mom literally has hair up to her knees and she's 60. And it's like this luscious and thick. So she's doing something right. Um, and she has literally taught me everything I know about hair. My sister, like all of us, my brother even has the most insane hair. Um, but so it's like the combination of now you know, having skincare, like a t-shirt and jeans for skincare, that's kind of what you can expect for hair. So we're creating like your t-shirt and jeans for your hair care. Um, really like a similar concept of putting everything into a kind of morning evening ritual. Um, and um, it's very exciting. I just got the final sample about a month ago and I've been using it nonstop and I'm so, so happy with it. Um, so I'm happy for the world to see it. Is there going to be a date launch in early next year? When can we expect it? Yeah, I hope. Um, we're looking, fingers crossed, if Corona doesn't ruin anything anymore, we're looking for a early spring launch. I just know there's going to be a lot of exciting MPD and new products that will come out of Indua, but also not just in beauty. I think you can also the whole wellness tools and rituals. It's, it's, it's the whole holistic approach to beauty. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's really building out that ecosystem for someone who believes in the philosophy of, you know, Ayurveda and science together. And we can bring out so much within that ecosystem that truly add to their life. Like, like you said in the beginning, we want every product to be very intentional, to be something that adds to the quality of their life instead of just another something that is like, okay, why did you bring this out? It doesn't really help me. Um, so that's, that's the reason why everything in our product cadence is like very thought through, checked with our focus groups, tested, checked with experts, and then like we bring it to life. Amazing. No, I think that's the right way. And how, how much of the kind of balance between focus group and team, will it continue being the focus group at an everlasting play within the brand? I mean, at the moment, I, I would hope we can keep that like people-powered angle as much as possible because ultimately it is for them. And you get this like hyper-loyalty and really part of the brand feeling with that. Um, so I hope we can keep it as long as possible, but I can imagine at one point it might get too big, um, but we'll still try to figure out a way to do it, at least in some aspects of the brand, whether it's purely on social at least, or you know, try to do it. Maybe I won't your, be your audience, in four you know? years from now. Yeah, exactly. But I don't see myself in four years from now sitting for two hours um, every week on focus groups. But... I, I think I think that there's. A, I read something again. Um, I can't remember. Sometimes I don't know if I read it or someone told me my team all this information. But anyway, I, I've heard somewhere that there is actually some case studies of the balance between initially when launching something it's really important to have a lot of you know feedback and and listening but there is a point where there's a opportunity cost between actually it's dangerous to sometimes listen too much because sometimes the consumer still doesn't know what they want until it's done you know and something like in the wild is new it's disrupting so sometimes you know saying you want this but they don't know actually what could be done allowing for that kind of i guess you could say creativity to flourish you do need to also sometimes take a step back and kind of that kind of stems back to how the brand came around the name right because everyone told you this and you took a step back and used your own you know gut 
So I think that's going to be the logical next steps. But I'm I'm so excited to see where it goes, and especially for the hair to come around. I, I swear to God, like your when I saw the photo of your mum's hair they posted on Instagram, I was like, I've never seen someone's hair so I healthy know. and long. <laughs> my entire life so I was like I want whatever she's having <laughs> so it's going to be amazing That's I cannot so wait sweet. thank you so um before we go into fire round questions I do want to know a little bit just about you as Deepa what are your rituals um whether it's your AM and PM let's let's phrase it like that like your products um what are your AM and PM rituals for success and it doesn't have to be necessarily beauty related just what, what do you do you? in your day-to-day um, I think like in the morning, um, most times I do wake up really just feeling grateful. Um, and I think it's just like, as soon as I open my eyes before I look at my phone or my laptop or anything, it's just like this feeling of gratefulness and whether you call it a prayer, whether you call it meditation, whatever at like way you want to put it, but it's just this feeling of being like, Oh my God, Life has given me so much. Let's never forget that. And let's really be grateful for the opportunities. Because I, like I said, you know, the first part of my life was not at all the way my life is today. It was like a middle-class girl growing up in India. And then um, kind of everything that came from it, step by step by step to where I am today is sometimes unbelievable. Like sometimes even, even till today, when I fly business class, I am like in awe. I'm like, Deepa, did you just manage to do this yourself? Like, this is crazy. Um, and especially when I give it to my parents and I'm like, you know, bawling all over the place and being like, this is a definition of self-made and there's just so much gratitude for it and gratitude for the opportunities. So always, always, always start the day with gratitude. And my version of it is with meditation, but you know, people can do it however they want. Um, then the next thing is, um, a workout, no matter what, no matter rain, sunshine, do something to move your body. Um, whether it's with the dogs in the park, you know, running with them or whether it's in the gym, just like always something physical. Um, and like, that's pretty much it actually for my morning. And then for the evening, it is uh, really more about winding down. Um, and there's always like Oleg and I chat about the day while we're having like our tea in bed. We watch The Office, um, which is always like our go-to before we fall asleep. And it's just so funny. And something just to like lighten up the mood and be just like, you know, winding down. Truly, we, we kick our phone away and it's in the other room. Like we never sleep with the phone. Um, and just really doing that, I think, is after a very busy day of your mind being full and like da-da-da, it's like the moment to just like forget about everything and chill. Um, and then sometimes I do tend to journal a bit. It's not every day anymore, but every couple of days or once a week, maybe in the weekends, like really journaling about the week. Um, I really like that because it shows you as well, you know, how beautifully your life is going. And yeah, that's it. That's the main kind of morning, evening stuff that I always do. I think I, think I love how you also just started with gratitude. I think that's super important because um, without that kind of just that first acceptance of a look how far we've come not putting too much pressure you know social media and everything we go the first thing we do is often when we go on our phone we see a lot of people's successes and updates and you're like oh but actually giving that time before you even do that just be like look how far I've come look how grateful I should be of myself and then you'll be a lot more mindful and a lot more your mental health will thank you later for it for sure absolutely um so you know uh, one last question um it's kind of like all about travel but now things are opening up but I'll, I'll rephrase it now I'll just say what is your one 
go-to product, and you have out of two right now. But what is your favorite AM or PM? Ooh, that's like <laughs> asking me to pick from my children. <laughs> oh God! I'll say currently. Um, so currently, so currently, uh, I think it's because it's winter and more like mm, la, yeah. la, I like oily stuff more. Yeah. So I would say our PM, the back to jewel. Yeah. Definitely, I feel you. I know. So we're kind of more indoors, and well, you know, yeah. that you should always still put in, you know, even the UV and everything. You should still yeah. have a lot of skincare. Yeah. But I feel your PM is more winter yeah, right wintry. now. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. So, fire round questions. First thing that comes to your mind. The first question is: What's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? And you don't have to say Fable and Main because we already know. No, but <laughs> what is another beauty brand that you're loving? Uh, another beauty brand that I'm loving. Paula's Choice. Yeah. That comes up. I think, actually, if I do a tally, I think Paula's Choice is the most common answer in They're uh, just the so authentic. And yeah. they're just like, they know what they're putting in their products. And like, it's between them and I would say Inky List is also pretty good. I'd like just, yeah. you know, good ingredients yeah, exactly. um, and you're happy with it. Yeah. yeah. I, we I had like Inky List on, on the podcast with Colette and Mark. So Amazing. Yeah, you have to listen to that Amazing. one. They're really great. Um, what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Spicy food. But yeah. I don't understand. I, I, I think I'm just a really bad, I don't want to say bad, but I'm, I'm a disappointed Indian. Disappointing Indian because I just can't. You can't handle spicy? Dude, I'm, I don't know. You know, if, you, if people know Nando's, I'm a lemon and herb or plain. No, I'm a lemon and herb. I'm a lemon and herb. What? So next question. What are you currently watching or reading? I am watching Succession in HBO. Is it good? Because I've been told to watch this and I'm tempted, but I'm not sure. I don't want to give too much away. It is good, but at one point, it's a bit heavy. Heavy, like okay. Okay, no, but, but I'll give it a go. I'm, I've been told enough. I but it's good. good. Um, this is going to be, well, I don't know if it's a tough one, but what is your favorite social media platform right now? I think TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's an amazing platform. And it's just really, I think, a lot more authentic, especially you as, as a person. You love that authenticity. Exactly. It's a lot more Yeah, real. exactly. Uh, and my last question is, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? A lawyer. <laughs> Fair enough. Most of that would make my Indian parents happy. <laughs> true, true, true. I mean, you, you studied it and all those years, I guess, would be worth it then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Well, Madeepa, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, as we said at the beginning, we could talk for hours and hours. But yeah. in the meantime, where can everyone find you and In the Wild on social and website? So you guys can find me on Instagram and on TikTok as Deepa Kosla, just with two eyes, D-I-I-P-A Kosla. And then in the wild as well on Instagram and TikTok and on the website at indiawild.com. Amazing. Well, I'll put all the links and summaries. So everyone can go click on it. And thank you, Deepa, from the bottom of my heart. And I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much. And see you very soon. See you soon. hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network to be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. 
All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founders Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.